0: Where do I go? Where will I be? It's who I am. What will I see? Maybe I pray. Yeah, at the end of my days. Yeah, what will they say? What will they say? What's up, y'all? Welcome back, episode twenty. Um, I think I'm gonna title this one maybe cushions and comfort. Um, something about cushions. We'll figure it out. You'll obviously see it on the on the title wherever it's gonna be. But um, I, I'm pulling this one from a book called. Uh, Discipline is Destiny by Ryan Holiday. Um, It looks a lot at at Stoicism, uh, Marcus Aurelius, and seems to be ancient wisdom that uh, really transcends time. Things that were written thousands and thousands of years ago, but they apply stronger today than maybe even they did back then. And so if I couldn't, I would recommend that book. Um, Just awesome, awesome read. Um, And so some of that's pulled from this. Um, some of the from episode from today is gonna be pulled from that, but uh, discipline is destiny, the power of self-control. So pick that up. But what I wanted to talk about today is uh, a man that we all know and we all heard of is, is Lou Gehrig. Lou Gehrig. Um, I think the first thing that comes to mind is obviously ALS, uh, the disease at which he died from, that he was it was actually named after him in his death. But there's so much that I don't know about Lou Gehrig that I'm starting to kind of uncover now that um, it's just a shame because we all have heard him, but it seems that his death is more known than actually his life was. How much do we actually know about his life and his destiny and the legacy, legacy he left? And I think some of that's because you think of the 1920s and the 30s and the New York Yankees, and there's one name that usually comes to mind first. It's Babe Ruth. Gehrig and Babe were really complete opposites um, when you start to study them. Gehrig had an amazing, amazing discipline, um, almost self-mastering of the mind. Babe, on the other hand, um, out of shape, not really much discipline, amazing, amazing God-given talent. But he never really worked at it. Um, Gehrig had grit and he was always working to be better. And reach his potential, and I often think about how good Babe Ruth could have been had he actually worked and hit his potential. We all have a potential. How close can we get to hitting it? And I think Babe, unfortunately, was really, really pretty far away from hitting his actual potential. But anyways, this is about Lou Gehrig. I'm, here. I'm already giving Babe Ruth way more credit than than Lou Gehrig, and this is this is about Lou Gehrig. But see. Gary, they were different. Babe loved to party. He loved to drink. He loved to smoke. Um, He spent every single last dollar he made. It's actually even said that Babe Ruth was asking for money days before payday because he had already spent and went through his entire paycheck. Lack of discipline. They both, Lou Gehrig and Babe Ruth, had the same number of hitting titles. And then you look at the called shot game. The called shot game were allegedly... Uh Babe Ruth pointed to the pointed to the fence. Some people say he had one strike and two strikes, and he was actually saying the number of fingers he had, how many strikes he had on him, but let's just assume it was a called shot and he hit a home run, called shot home run. Well, Gehrig came up came up next. There's actually an exchange you can see where Gehrig is given a high five to Babe Ruth, but Gehrig then hit a home run himself right after the called shot game that no one really talks about. And what's interesting is that same game, that was actually the second home run of Lou Gehrig. But we don't talk about that. We talk about the theatrics. We talk about the drama. We talk about almost the attention-seeking that Babe Ruth tended tended to garner. I think Gehrig's story is truly one of just discipline and never compromising on who you're called to be and what your purpose is. And Gehrig knew that once you started to compromise, that's it. You're compromised. I'll say it again. He knew once you started to compromise, it's over. You are compromised. And he always pushed to be better. Um, Even before the days of where we are now with, with the levels of fitness, he always pushed himself physically uh, to be better, to be stronger and mentally to be stronger. Um, And one story about that, which is funny that I just um, is, is I wish, I wish we had pictures of this, but as the Yankees were becoming more and more successful in the 1920s and thirties, management actually gave them cushions, cushions up in their dugout. And, Lou Gehrig was spotted actually ripping off sections of his cushion in his dugout so he could just sit on the wooden benches. And he's quoted as saying, I get tired of cushions, cushions in my car, cushions at home, everywhere I go, cushions. He knew that getting comfortable was to compromise and to cave. He knew even though it's just a cushion, it's it's going to compromise him. And the tricky part about success that we have as, as individuals and the success, success that the Yankees had is when we have success, often we're sho- we we're just showered with comforts from our successes. When we're successful, we're given cushions, whatever those cushions may be. And when you get cushions, that's it. You get soft. And so he ripped them cushions off. And the funny part about it all is then you contrast that to Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth actually almost became a human version of a cushion. This man shot up to 240 pounds. He would eat just pancake after pancake, Coca-Cola after Coca-Cola. I can't remember the record. I'll throw it up here, but I can't remember how many record, how many Coca-Colas that man drank in one sitting. I'll throw it up here. But he was way out of shape. He actually became a human cushion. And again, it's just the simplicity it's just the compromise of a cushion. We may say, ah, oh, it's just one more drink, or I'll just look at this, or I'll just go there. It's just one day, whatever that, whatever that inch you're giving, it's a cushion. And Garrig knew that, yeah, it's, it's just a cushion, but it's also easier to be disciplined when you're sitting on a wooden bench and you don't have anything to your name. You haven't hit success yet. You haven't hit success yet. It's easier to be disciplined when you don't have it. But when you're told how great you are, what a great job you did, it's a hell of a lot harder to be self-disciplined and still maintain that hunger. So it's more than just a cushion. It's always more than just a cushion. So getting back to Garrick again, the man did his absolute best with the short life he gave and the short life he had. And as we've said before, we obviously all know the only thing we really share in common on this earth is that we will die one day. We don't know when that's going to be, but our lives will be taken from us at some point. And so we must not waste our potential and our purpose and sink deeper into the cushions and comforts of life. We need to be more like Lou and not like Babe. No shame against Babe. He was a great baseball player. And as ALS slowly became to take over the physical body of Lou Gehrig, um, what's interesting is he had played for 2,130 consecutive games. It's the record that Kyle Ripken beat um, 80 years later or so. But he played for 2,130 straight games, and he was actually the one who voluntarily, voluntarily removed himself and took himself away from that that streak he had. He knew he was, wasn't helping his team anymore. He knew there were better guys behind him. He also knew that his purpose wasn't tied up in what his occupation was. He didn't stick around too long. But he gave it all he had and left it all out there. And when he died, um, just in his late 30s, um, one of my favorite parts about this, this story too is his funeral lasted just eight minutes. Um, the, the the preacher, the priest that came up to speak for his eulogy, he simply said, we need none. You all knew him. And when we've had conversations about what will they say about your legacy, about who you were as a man, or as, a, as, a, as a woman, a mother, a father, husband, wife, whatever, we think about that. But then there's Lou Gehrig. We need, we need no eulogy. His life spoke for itself and that's really inspired me to to leave it all out on this earth while we're here. Let your actions and your character just speak for itself, not necessarily in an, you know a couple minute eulogy at the end of a funeral, not that there's anything wrong with that either. Um, I think we often speak of now as if somebody, you know, flips a water bottle the right way or they um I don't know, they throw an empty can into a trash can from 10 feet away, they say they're built different built different is something you hear all the time and 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 lou gehrig was truly built different but he also built himself up throughout his entire life it was a constant process um, of getting better of being disciplined he was self-disciplined and he's treated his precious time on this earth putting in the work and as i close up i think my takeaway for myself is be harder on yourself than any outside force could ever be Uh, I think we need to find pleasure in the pain, pleasure in the discipline that it takes. Um, Pleasure from the discipline that it takes as we push ourselves. Don't find pleasure in the desserts and the cushions from our previous successes. It's easy to be comfortable in cushions, but we need to be comfortable on concrete instead. Let our bodies be a training ground for getting as close to hitting our potential as we can get. So throw away the cushions, give your comfort to the enemy, let them get soft.